Howdy there. We're sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. Yeehaw! No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls. Just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free in the App Store. Raffle up a little app for ya. Howdy, Liz. Howdy, Mackenzie. Ooh, we've been playing so much Red Dead Redemption we in this have. house. Not I'm together, because we don't have matching consoles. But we play them next to each other. Yes, I wheel matters. out my little TV from my room, <laughs> and we play next to <laughs> each other. Yeah, I don't know if people know. We live together. Yes. <laughs> people don't know that by now. Um, I just, I'm feeling like a cowboy today. Yeah. Oh, for there to be a cowboy, baby. For there to be a cowboy in Desperate Housewives. I, oh, Desperate Housewives Cowboy AU. Oh, somebody, somebody write, write that, that fan fiction so that we can read it and we'll read it for our somewhat upcoming fan, fan fiction, fiction round two. Yes, round two. Oh yes. Um, how I hope everyone's doing well. I'm yeah. excited to talk about season two, episode six. Me too. Also, what? Happy New Year. Oh yeah, Happy New Year. It's not the New Year yet, but I just want to get it out. I mean, when this episode comes out, it's like two days before yeah. the New Year, so close enough, you know. Yeah. Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. I got a little we had party a little, hat on. Oh yes, we had a little bit of a break. Yes. For the holidays, but we're back, baby. We're diving back in <laughs> to Desperate Housewives. Oh. This episode was. I say I'm excited to dive into it. It was uh, <laughs> it was an episode. <laughs> I think it's my yeah. least favorite of the season so far. Me too. There was a lot happening in this episode. Yes. <laughs> a lot <laughs> near the end of the episode that just kind of oh, turned around. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I, mm, yes. And we'll put timestamps in the episode notes, mm-hmm. but there are definitely some content warnings for this episode. If you haven't watched the Desperate Housewives episode yet, um, I would say that like there's there is some um, gun violence. Yes. That is something that is uh, uh, that you need to be aware of. There is also some like roofing yes. that happens that does not lead to a sexual assault, but does lead to a sexual coercion. Yes, that feels gross. Yes. So if you haven't watched the episode, now you're worried. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll put timestamps and we'll warn again before we talk about things. Yes. Is there anything else that needs to be like? I feel like that. Those were the big things in this episode that I was like, "Wowie, zowie." Yeah, I think that was. I think that was about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So we'll put timestamps in the episode notes if that's something you'd like to just avoid altogether or just be aware of it as we talk about the episode and you watch it if you watch it with us some people don't watch it and that's okay too yeah i love you all the same yeah me too (laughs) do you want to dive into this soda you know i got my little i got my 2021 swimming goggles on oh i love them and i got i like i said before i have my party party hat hat, but i put like a i put a swimming cap over it oh yeah so it's just just crushed it's smushed on my head but it's still there crushed completely i also like your like baby new year sash yeah i'm my diaper yeah you're in your (laughs) diaper your swimming diaper yes i am loving this look on you thank you the diaper is under the you know how like they make swimming they make diapers that you can swim in no oh they do i think they're but i'm wearing one of those oh that's amazing yeah technology these days i know right the microchips (laughs) the microchips that make the diapers (laughs) you can swim in (laughs) (laughs) um this episode season two episode six premiered November 6th, oh. 2005, was written by Kevin Etten and Josh Center and directed by classic Larry Shaw. 
for hashtag Sondheim Watch, the episode title is I Wish I Could Forget You. And it comes from the musical Passion, which is a very steamy musical of Sondheim's. And it used to be very controversial because the musical literally opens on two naked people having sex. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Sondheim got a little sexy. Got a little sexy... Got a little, little salacious. Salacious. That's yeah. a good word. And for Wisteria International, I'm thinking of a better name for it. <laughs> in Germany, I think this is fucking funny. This episode was called Rashes and Proposals. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and in France, it was called Not in the Mood for Love. Ooh. Germany and France get wild. It's all like a theme, though. And, like, yeah, it kind it's of, similar. Like, has similar. to do with all like the same plot line. Yeah, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, it is. I all love right, that. those are my little notes for the top of the episode. Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna go in. <sighs> Let's go in. Okay, okay. I would like to say <laughs> this episode of uh, Desperate Housewives took a bold choice in opening with George. Oh, he's never been lucky in love, you know. <laughs> All of the women he has dated have always found reasons to not consummate their relationship. Sorry, I just realized I wrote at the top of this episode nominees for lesbians of the episode. Oh, yeah. I was like, straight up want to nominate these three women we see yeah. who turn him down. They're yes. lesbians. That's They're why they don't want to have sex with in them. a relationship with each other. They're all in a relationship with each other. I would love to chuck them in the bucket. Let's chuck them in the bucket. Fuck yeah. Um... <laughs> But since he, George started seeing Brie, his luck was about to change. And that, I hated that line that Mary Alice said. I hated it too. I was like, why are we giving this monologue about George being an incel? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and Brie will finally fuck him. Yeah. But Brie answers the door when that line happens. She's she, ready to fuck. She looks horny. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, she looks so fucking horny. And they're like, um, we're gonna, we're gonna have a little dinner. Mm. They're on the couch and she's like, what are you staring at, George? And he's like, your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat it. I want to eat I your hair. I want to slurp, slurp it, it like, like spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> Put a little parmesan on it. <laughs> Why did we both say that? Because <laughs> I've infected your brain. <laughs> the worms are taking over my brain. Um, yeah, but I don't remember the transition. Oh, she pulls her hair down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She looks good. She looks hot. Yeah. Brie looked hot for me a lot of this episode. I don't know yes. why I'm getting into my Brie lately. Ooh. Queen Brie. I love a redhead. Yeah. No, I love a I redhead. I know you love a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they start making out, kind of. He, like, jumps on her. Like, they, they do, like, a kiss where they don't even kiss. They just press lips together. And then she goes, that was nice. And then he jumps on her. And she was he like, George, oversteps like, a bit, yeah. I, I thought we were going to at least wait till after dinner, but okay. Um, there was a fucking funny line. There, I wrote it down because she stops because she starts, like, feeling a little, like, weird in her weird. throat. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. That was probably me. Or that was my tongue. It extends farther than most. I should have warned you. That was a funny line. It was a very that funny That was very line. funny. <laughs> but, like, she feels something weird on her neck. And then George just, like, jumps on her again. Yeah. It's like, chill out, dude. Yeah. And then she breaks out in hives. She fully breaks out in hives. And I wrote, is she allergic to George? Yeah, I thought, like, maybe he was wearing cologne or something. Yeah. But, but I mean, me too. I'm also allergic to George. Yeah, me too. If he too. comes near me, I will break out in hives. Yes, yes. Um, that's kind of it, and then we get the opening credits. Yeah. 
And then we dive back into a Mary Alice monologue talking about how every little girl dreams about a big white mm-hmm. wedding. It's just a fact, It's a fact McKenzie. of the world. It's biological. <laughs> Girls biologically dream about you white know, weddings. Like, it's biological that there are girl toys and boy toys at McDonald's. <laughs> like, it's all it's biological. Uh, I think it's very funny when I take notes where I'm taking them as I'm watching. So I go... Dreaming about weddings. Is that our Susan's? In parenthesis. And then Susan is pinning someone's wedding dress. Parenthesis. What? Yeah. Because I didn't wait two seconds to see. Gilfie's back. Gilfie is back. Susan is pinning her wedding dress. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to get a Gilfie wedding episode soon? Oh, God. I hope. I didn't even think about that. I assume <laughs> that they're bringing Gilfie back. Gilfie, for those who are like, who the fuck are they talking about? Susan's, Susan's mom, mom, Sophie. We call her Gilfie because she's hot and <laughs> she's a, I love her. And she's a grandma. She's a grandma. Um, there's a yeah, lot of gilfs in this there's show. There's a lot of gilfs in this show. We'll see some later. Uh, sure. Ida Greenberg. <laughs> she is in this episode. As she is. <laughs> Whenever Ida shows up, I fucking feel my whole body <laughs> catch on fire. I'm so excited. Because um, you get so hot. We have, we have moved our hyperfixation from, from the hooves to Ida Greenberg. <laughs> Our hyperfixation that has no backing makes no sense. Everyone else disagrees with. Oh We've God. moved it. And then when Ida Greenberg dies in season six, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to make we have to make a new hyperfixation yeah. on a random side character. <laughs> I'm sure we'll figure it out. Um, um, for those of you who have never watched this show, I I. I don't know that Ida dies in season six. I was just saying. Liz likes to say random spoilers that they don't know if are real or not. And I love it. Yeah. I have one that I thought of in this episode that I don't think, I don't remember if I thought of it before, Hmm. but I got, I had a sad thought. You can tell me later when it comes up. Yeah. All right. Um, Susan is pinning Gilfie's wedding dress. And I think that, I don't know. Susan's like looking over at Mike. Cause, oh yeah. Cause Mary Alice is like, you know, the girls have to wait for the boys in their lives to make that wedding dream come true, basically. And she's looking over at Mike, and I'm like, they've been together on and off mm-hmm. for, like, maybe nine months. Yeah. Why does she already want to get married to him? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> and then we pan out. Know. We see Gilfie. I love her. And Gilfie's sort of like, Susan, you're not pinning it right. You should get into the wedding dress. And Mike, you need to go so you don't see Susan in her wedding yeah. dress. Like, Gilfie's trying to poke the when are you getting married yeah. question at both of them. And then Mike's like, no, nah, I can see her in that because I assume that she wants to get her own dress when we get married. And the ladies get very excited. Yeah. Mike was, <laughs> I wrote, Mike looked hot here with like a <laughs> bunch of ellipses. Cause you know, I love a scruffy boy. He was kind of sexy how he was like not looking, but also n- he like knew he was telling them everything they wanted. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah, I'm proposing soon. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> like not even looking like what a cool boy. What a cool little boy. But he says he will not tell Susan when, yes. but it is clearly like in the books. Yeah. He is he is moving towards proposing, which Susan is excited about, but he wants it to be a surprise yeah. when he actually pops the question. Season finale. Season finale. Who knows? Uh, and then we cut to the doctor. Dr. Goldfine. Yeah, I'm glad she's still in like therapy and stuff. Me too. Me yeah. too. Me too. I love that all these characters are coming back. Gilfie, Dr. Goldfine. Yes. As we mentioned later, we see Ida. Like yes. all these, whoever wrote this episode, they were like, we're going to give the gays everything they want. Um, <laughs> us, we're us gays, specifically yes, Wisteria us. gays. Yes. Yeah. Um, they knew there was a prophecy that we would come. <laughs> that there would be a podcast one day. Um, 
But Dr. Goldfine uh, suggests that maybe she gave herself the hives because it's too soon. And maybe having sex with George feels like adultery. Yeah, it's like a subconscious. Yeah. uh, Like... I can't think of the the, actual, the word for it. He maybe uses it, but I know subconscious like reaction that her body is yeah. having, even though it's not necessarily the reaction she wants to have. Because in her own conscious brain, she's like, "No, I I I have feelings for George. I would like to have sex with him." But mm-hmm. something deep inside is like, "No, no, 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 no. You're not quite divorced yet." And uh, Goldfine kind of points out that she even like keeps rubbing the spot where her wedding ring used to be. That makes me sad. Yeah. I can't believe I would miss Rex this much. I know. But honestly, know. when we see when George is around, it's like, man, do I miss Rex? Yeah. <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, George. And that's kind of, I, did, I don't remember how that ends. I know that Brie denies kind of it. it. Brene, yeah. Brie's like, no, I don't think that's right. Because then later she ends up sort of more accepting that he's probably right. Yeah. Um, but we cut to the office. I don't really remember what the name of this place is. I feel like I should know for my notes. The office, the office Lynette works out. Um, Nina kind of puts Lynette on point for a project and Lynette's like, hell yeah. But then like Nina begins to create a group bullying session on Lynette's clothes. Yeah. And I thought it was really gross (laughs) because like she's, they're like, "Mm, can't get nice clothes, Lynette. Wah, wah, wah. And it's like, she has so many kids. She works her ass off. She's great at her job. She looks fucking fine. And L- Nina just kind of creates this group bullying sesh because yeah. everybody starts laughing at Lynette. It just felt weird. Like, she literally makes uh, an intern do like an imitation joke of like that he did in the break room. That's mean. Yes. It's so mean. Can Is there HR? Where Bina. is Bina? Where is Bina with HR? Because Lynette needs to go to Bina. <laughs> Yeah. Did we ever post that picture? We didn't, but oh I have gosh. it ready to Liz go. Liz made a picture of Bina, if you all remember. <laughs> it's the HR representative we made up in the last episode. It's very fucking funny. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that feels really gross, and I feel bad for Lynette. Yeah, so do I. But that's also like another short like scene. A short scene, because mm-hmm. then we cut to Gabby, and I thought she looked good here. <laughs> she looked good, yeah. Like her little like hair and her dress. Yeah. Um, she's with David, who's the lawyer. Um, and then this man comes out who was also in Scrubs. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He was also in Cougar Town. He's in a lot of stuff, this guy. He plays a lot of doctors, I think. Like (laughs) a lot of like bumbling doctors. Bumbling doctors. His name was Lewis, I wrote down. Yeah, He's kind of a creepy stalker guy. Um, and yeah, because he, he's begging David to remove the restraining order that one of his clients put on him. Yeah, so David was helping a woman get a restraining yes. order against Lewis. And he and David is holding firm. He's like, she feels safer without you close. You're creepy and she doesn't want you. Stop yeah. being creepy. And I was like, okay, David, you're a little you're valid for once. But then this guy fucking pulls out a gun. Yeah. Uh so content warning, we're gonna talk a little bit about gun violence here, but yes. not not to an extent, but like this man pulls out a gun and just kind of starts shooting at David, but like not hitting anything. Yes. Um. And and David pushes Gabby out of the way, I guess, and holds his briefcase up to yeah. deflect the bullets. But the bu- the briefcase doesn't get shot. Does this man? No. So yeah. Well, uh, Lewis was looking away while he was shooting. Oh, okay. 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 Um. Okay. So he wasn't really 
aiming. I don't think he actually wanted to hit anybody. Yeah. But um, he was just shooting. But David doesn't get hit. Uh, Lewis throws the gun at him. He catches, catches it. it. And then when David turns around, a cop comes in and immediately shoots him in the arm. A fucking... <laughs> I wrote <laughs> fucking a cab. Yeah. The cop runs in, asks no questions, immediately shoots David, who did not shoot a gun, yeah. and then just runs away. The cop literally yeah, the cop shot, ran away, shot David, and then fucking bu- bolted. Yeah, I fucking hate cops. <laughs> um, but Gabby rushes to David's side, and I think he kind of fades out because yeah. he's just sort of sitting there. He's a shot in the shoulder, and it's bloody. It's bad. Yeah, I was wondering if he was gonna just fucking die if they were like <laughs> the best lawyer for Carlos just fucking <laughs> dies at the top of this episode. He had the shortest act, and then we would have to do a memoriam. Oh my god, we would. <laughs> we could do a full memoriam for him because he's been in a few episodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we do a full memoriam for fucking David. But then we cut to. Paul mowing his lawn. Just like nothing's ever happened. And to be honest, I'm loving the Brie Gabby stuff we're getting this season. It's weird and I, I love like it. I like that we're seeing their friendship a lot more. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like both of them tend to be women that I feel like feel more like disconnected from the other. I don't know. They're like a duo that like I think on the surface I would not expect. But I I kind of love. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I'm, I'm wanting to see more of the like the little friendships within the larger group yeah you know what i mean because like we talk a lot about how sometimes the women can feel disconnected from the lane i guess because they're doing their own storylines like lynette all the time yes um i also wrote this scene feels like it should have been before gabby saw a man get shot yeah just the inner the the fact that the show goes from gabby holding a bleeding man to (gasps) Bree, are you seeing who's <laughs> on the front lawn of the yeah. young house? I just was like, did, <laughs> when in the day did this happen? I also like, I think there's some interesting editing choices going on in this episode because Bree and Gabby are talking and the being tonal like, shifts of this episode gave me whiplash. Yes, that's I did. I just had that thought because we going from a man being shot to this gave me whiplash, yes. and then later going from like. The funny hive storyline to someone's being roofied. Yes. There's a lot of tonal shifts in this episode I don't think land for me. Yeah. What were you saying? I'm so um, sorry I interrupted I w- you. Oh, no, it's okay. I was just saying, like, Brie and Gabby are talking, like, do you think Susan knows? Like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then Susan comes out carrying groceries, sees Paul, drops them. And then when it cuts back to Susan, her hands are just in her pockets. <laughs> so in my, it's just like she dropped those groceries. When Susan gets nervous, she puts her hands in her pockets no matter what. <laughs> oh, my God. She has to be posing. Oh, my, she's posing. With the Shutterstock images. <laughs> Sorry, the Getty images. The Getty images. And Susan is like, you're a freaking murderer. And he is. Uh, but then Gabby and Brie run over and do this little like block of Susan like, yeah. get away from her and the cops come immediately yeah like um, the cop they called the cops and in 90 seconds the cops yeah. were there it's, uh, they're just right around the corner suburbia <laughs> um the, my, my next notes are all caps Ida is back all caps Edie is back. And guess what? What? Mrs. Froman is back. Who's Mrs. Froman? Mrs. Froman is the woman who talks to Ida when uh, she's a character. <laughs> I talked about her in season one. I swear to God. I Google. Who um, is Mrs. Froman? Mrs. Froman. My, my, I have a nominee for lesbians of the episode. Ida Greenberg and Mrs. Froman. 
<laughs> power couple of the ages. Oh, her? Yes. Oh, oh, she had the cat. Yeah. Oh, so wait, you're, who are you nominating? Ida and Mrs. Froman. Just because I think <laughs> I just like I'm them into together. That. Toss them in the bucket. Just like we, get, we need some old ladies. We need you some know? hot old lesbians. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Toss them in the bucket. Toss them in the bucket. I'm loving this bucket so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's ended up being a very good bucket. <laughs> I also just wrote this episode fucking rocks because I love all these characters returning. And I should say they are returning because now that the cops are here, we cut pretty quickly to all of the lane is like out to watch Paul talking to the police. So like. I think Alberta, I saw her name is. Yes. Uh, Ida, Edie, everyone's kind of gossiping. They're, they're kind of making jokes about how they trusted him. And then yeah. Edie's like, I made out with him. So I win. I win. <laughs> and yeah, basically they're all sort of talking to the police and they're all eavesdropping. But then Susan is like, hey, I can prove that he's a murderer because my boyfriend has all the evidence. Let's go. Can I say when Susan like says that it cuts to Paul and he has the smuggest look on his face because yeah, Paul knows that. And we'll talk about this in like five seconds. Yeah. And they do some weird ass. I said, this bit is so fucking funny, but still feels weird following the guy getting shot. Yeah. Susan is running and like the whole neighborhood is walking behind her. It's, I thought it was funny. They go to Mike's house. Mike comes out and he lies to the police. Yes. And he kind of gaslights Susan. I understand that he had to kind of save the face, but he kind of was literally like, none of that ever happened, Susan. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's not true. And I was like, this feels nasty. But then later he explains it. But, but still at the time this was happening i was like what's going on i kind of knew and like we'll talk about it when he talks about mm-hmm. it but like i i knew why he was doing this and i was like god damn it <laughs> yeah i didn't know why i was very confused and i just thought it was so shitty and and yeah he, he lies to the police susan looks shocked yeah and then mike just r- leaves he's yeah. just like i gotta go to work bye and then the whole neighborhood is just standing outside of his house and then we cut to... Oh, wait. I oh. wrote, I want Edie saying, what the hell have you been smoking? To be my <laughs> new ringtone. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to Lynette in a fancy white suit. Which looks fancy. Yeah. And... Scruffy Tom. Scruffy Tom. <laughs> He's like, wow, you look good. And then he sees the price tag. And it was a $900 suit. That and is, she bought like a couple of them. That's so much money. We find out that she spent $3,000 on suits. That's so much fucking money. And like... Tom gets kind of mad because he's like, listen, like the twins need braces. Penny, our actual literal baby, is already in preschool. Uh, So like we can't afford any of this. And And, like I have a thought that may not be a good one. Okay. I so I think at one point Lynette was like, what if I just have one? Like just one suit. And Tom is still Tom is still like, no, 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 no. And I wrote Scruffy Hot Tom says that she needs to make the sacrifices because he didn't get to have designer suits. And I was like, I kind of wanted Lynette to get into the fact that, like, he didn't need designer suits to be respected in his workplace because the fact that he's a man and he can kind of do whatever he wanted to. And we kind of got the impression that Tom was still, like, doing well in his company, even though he was mediocre compared to Lynette. So, like, Lynette, because she's a woman, has to work so much harder. Her boss is so much more of a hard ass. Like, she has to do this because to, to thrive in this workplace. And so it's like... I don't know. I just, I think one new suit, if she yeah. budgets for it with her own money, it shouldn't be a big deal if she has like one good suit for presentations because like he can complain all he wants, but genuinely 
based on the workplace we've seen Lynette be in, I, I genuinely think she needs it yeah, me to too. like be successful in this environment. Does yeah. it make sense? And I know it's a lot of money, but like, I genuinely think she could write it off on her taxes like this. It, it, she needs this for her job. Yeah. And I kind of was like, I don't know. I just kind of was annoyed at Tom because for being like, I never got these. And it's like, you didn't need them. And you probably didn't think to get them. You probably could have bought them and she wouldn't have fought you on it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think I just, I agree with Lynette. I think she needs at least so one. I. I think she needs at least one suit. I think $3,000 is a bit much, but I think that like one, the like one good suit, I think she's allowed to yeah. get. And like, in my I, opinion. I fully agree with you. Like, I think one new suit is a great compromise. I agree. Yeah. That um, should be the compromise. It's like, you can keep one of these, but we, the end of the scene is basically Tom holding firm. And I think Lynette agrees to take them back in this scene. Is that how the scene ends? I think yeah she's like fine i'll return them yeah but uh, more hijinks must ensue <laughs> um and then we cut to brie she's she's like feeling her ring finger again and she ends up calling george and she asks if they can check into a romantic hotel for the weekend uh and i i i, I wrote in my notes god when she finds out what he did it's gonna be hell on earth he literally killed Ray. he did <laughs> I wanted it's, to find I, out. I wanted to find out. She's going to kill him. There's a there's so I hope so. I don't know if anybody knows this, but uh us as people, yes. we have a matching shirt that has like Brie Vandekamp holding a shotgun. Yes. And I do not know the context of that picture. Oh, it's coming soon. And I fucking hope it's for George. <laughs> I hope she shoots at George in her front lawn to get him away from her fucking house. Um, for those who have watched the series, it is the it is like the very popular image of Brie in the pink dress with a shotgun. It is coming in this season. It's coming season two, I'm pretty sure. I want I want her to shoot at I George. I have to find that shirt. I haven't worn it in a while. I love that shirt. Um but yeah, like they're gonna check into a hotel. They're gonna bone. Yeah, unfortunately. And then we cut to Mike's truck arriving home, and Susan <laughs> appears like a yes! fucking phantom. <laughs> I want to give of how I laughed so hard. How she fucking like l- floated into the shot <laughs> like a fucking like Batman. Even and Mike, Mike is was- like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Where did you come from?" Mike was literally like. Where the hell did you come from? And she's like, you lied to me. <laughs> hey, Delf- Delfino, you fucking lied. <laughs> but Mike explains why he lied. Do you want to get into that yeah. a bit? He, he says, listen, I kidnapped Paul. I held a gun to his head. I'm I broke, on probation. I broke my probation. I committed a felony. I could get 10 to 15 years for that. And the reason I didn't mention the journals is because you are also in there for burning down Edie's house. <laughs> Susan going, oh, I forgot I did that. <laughs> it's not fair that I burnt down Edie's house. <laughs> like, what, Susan? <laughs> Susan is fucking wild. Susan? And, like, I'm oh. not, I'm, like, I know that I have problems with what she did with Zach, but I <laughs> I appreciate how fucking wild she is. <laughs> she is being pretty funny, uh, but I think that, like, this is a prime example of her, like, weird little selfishness where she's like oh, it's not very burnt down Edie's yeah, house it's like Edie, it was like he was homeless and he probably killed a man from smoke inhalation susan so maybe <laughs> chill the fuck out oh maybe god go fly to the moon susan is fucking wild but i think susan especially has felt very wild these last couple episodes yeah um 
where are we? Susan's we- upset. Mike is like, also, I don't care about Paul. My number one priority is Zach right now. And I'm pretty sure because Paul is back, Zach should be soon to follow. And Susan kind of looks guilty. She looks guilty because she is guilty. Yeah. And I wrote next, at the hospital, Gabby is visiting a man with the tiniest glasses on earth. Mm-hmm. And he then- had tiny little glasses. Uh, he did. He had the tiniest little <laughs> baby so glasses. Tiny. They were his. They were his baby glasses. <laughs> he went, ever since he was a baby lawyer, yeah. he had little baby glasses. Yeah, he was the boss baby. He was the boss baby, and he had little baby lawyer glasses, mm-hmm. and he still uses them to this day. He lost his little baby briefcase. That's that's some David Deep lore yeah. on this character. Gabby is kind of shocked to hear that she is his first visitor. And kind of feels bad for him and starts cutting his food. And David was giving her little love eyes. I wrote, this is the scene he falls in love with her quotation. Bang my head against the table. He was like, I'm so, I was so scared. I thought I was going to die. Thanks for not making any jokes about it. And, she, and Gabby's a normal person who's like, yeah, why would I make jokes about a person being shot? Yeah. Because I'm a nice, normal person. Yeah. I'm a nice-ish, normal-ish nice, person. A, she's a nice-ish, normal-ish person, and I love her for it. Yeah. But, like, yeah, David is clearly, like, being all sweet on her. And Gabby's just being a normal human being, being nice to a person who was injured, who also did protect her at that moment. Like, yeah, I'd feel grateful for him, too. But I mm-hmm. wouldn't, like, ugh. he's going too far, and we'll see he does later. Yeah. But first, we have to see Lynette showing up to work in a gray suit. Not her new suit, because she's going to return those. But she sees all those ladies in fancy suits. They're all basically the same black fancy suit. But imagine how fucking tasty Lynette will look in a white suit. That's what I wrote Against all those fucking black suits. And so she does. She goes out and she pulls out the white suit, tucks the label away. I think we see on the label she can return it within 10 days. Yeah, so she's still going to return it. She's just going to wear it for this meeting. I wrote a white suit as a recipe for disaster in terms of spillage. I was nervous that was what was going to happen, is that something yeah. would spill on it. Uh, yeah, I was nervous that her kids were going to mess it up or anything. And I was like, yeah. keep the suit at the office. Keep the suit at the office. Bada um, bing, bada boom. And then, yeah, like, she comes in wearing the white suit, Nina. She looks incredible. She does. She really does. Chuck her in the bucket. Oh, <laughs> just all lesbians look incredible. Yes. Chuck her in the bucket. <laughs> um, then Nina comes up to her and is like, wow, you really took my took my words to heart. I just made a few innocent comments. <laughs> she was kind of checking her out. Yeah. I, I, put, I, I, wanted to, I also wanted to throw Nina in the bucket for lesbian in the episode. I, I kind of re- retracted it later because she's just being a bitch. But so maybe she's the mean lesbian of the episode. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, because in this scene when she was like, oh, I say one thing and you go out and get a whole new outfit. Huh? Like it has kind of mean girl lesbian yeah. energy. She was checking Lynette's ass out. I just wanted to throw her in there. Yeah. I didn't like her behavior at the meeting though. So that's why I was yeah. like, I want to retract it. But maybe we have a separate bucket for mean, mean lesbian of the episode. Yeah. yeah. You, you, can, you don't get to be in the, the real bucket. Because no. you're mean. Yeah. <laughs> Edie never goes there. No. We don't care. <laughs> and then we find out that, like, we go to the meeting and it's like Karmarov vodka. It's a weird. It's weird. It's a weird thing going on. And her tag is showing and Nina sees it, walks up and rips the tag off and goes, congratulations, Lynette just bought a new seat suit. I thought that was so nasty. Yeah. Um, also, I gasped 
when that happened because I was like, that's so much money. Yeah. But, I mean, at least she can still return the, the other, other ones, ones and yeah. she does now get to keep the suit. <laughs> we were like, hee hee hee. Lynette got what she wanted. Watch her almost never wear it again in, this, in the season. Watch it have its own Wikipedia page. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Lynette's, Lynette's white, white suit. <laughs> Fit watch. Fit watch Lynette's white suit, Yeah. <laughs> And then we cut to court. Uh, David seems to be, I guess, out of the hospital. He's in a sling, but he's about to defend Carlos. And then he looks over at Gabby and is like, I can't. And then storms out in the middle of court as if he couldn't have done this before the whole fucking trial started. And Gabby races out and follows him into the hallway. And he says that he's in love with her and he has to quit because he's in love with Gabby. And Gabby is like, what the fuck, dude? And I think that's, we actually cut away, right? Yeah. Doesn't he, like, walk away? He walks away. Uh, and then we cut to Susan under her sink doing some plumbing, I guess. Her boyfriend's a plumber. Why isn't he doing this? Because they're having a fight. I thought they were okay right now. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're always having a fight. I, I, I just wrote, your boyfriend's a plumber. Why are you doing this? Maybe LOL. she's cleaning. <laughs> I don't know. Um. And someone knocks on her door. She says, come in. It's Paul. And then she goes, why are you in my house? And he's like, you fucking told me to come in. And then she's like, that's because I assumed you were someone I'd let in my house. (laughs) That's stupid. Yes. (laughs) Go look at the door before you yell at someone to come in. If you're going to be a bitch about it. Um, But Paul's basically like, look, like I found these flyers and I was very surprised to see that you were looking for Zach. So do you have any leads? Is he here? Yeah, he is a little like, like kind of antagonistic and like getting up in her business very much scaring her she's very scared of him um because he thinks that because zach had hid there before that he's hiding there again and susan's being honest and is like no he's not here please leave me alone but eventually susan's fear gets the better of her and he pulls a knife out when she talks about she's looking for a knife yeah because she starts reaching into the sink behind her Mm -hmm. for a knife and paul's like what are you doing and she's like it was gonna cut tomatoes and i need a knife so and like he's he, like, you yeah. want a knife? <laughs> and then holds that at her. And she's so scared, she admits pretty quickly that she gave Zach the bus fare to go to a place called Bountiful yeah. in Utah. Trip um, to Bountiful. That's trip- a play. Oh, shit. I saw, it, uh, I saw it in high school on Broadway with Cuba Gooding Jr. from Snow Dogs. Snow Dogs? <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> said dogs. It made me laugh. I, yeah, from Snow, snow Dogs. Snow, snow Dogs. A little Snow Dogs. Cuba Gooding Jr. Great yeah. actor. Show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. Show me the Snow Dogs. Show me the Snow Dogs. We love Jerry Maguire and Snow Dogs. <laughs> uh, double feature. Uh, I've heard of the... F- I've heard the play title, Trip to Bountiful, as well. I did not realize. I did not make that connection. But she admits, basically, she gave him the bus fare. That's where he is. That's where he is. And that's it. Yeah. Because then we cut back to Gabby and Carlos. Uh, Gabby is like, hey, I'm going to do anything in my power to fix this. And Carlos is like, okay, go have sex with him then. Because you have obviously been planning this since the beginning. Yeah, he thinks it's a whole ruse. He thought the whole thing was a ruse to get Gabby and David together. And Gabby is holding strong. And she's like, I don't want him. I want you. And I'm going to get you out of jail. And I wrote, just let him be in jail. Gabby... Let Carlos go. How is he this important to her? I will never understand. At this point, just go with David. Yeah. I'm exhausted. I'm over so Carlos. I'm over Carlos. He's like never going to trust her again. No, literally ever. And you cannot have a good relationship with no trust. Yeah. I just, I'm stressed about it. I just wanted to let him go. It seems like he's more trouble than he's worth. I'm sorry, all you Carlos stands out there, if you exist. I can't believe Carlos is going to get out of jail and then have an affair as well. Oh, um, that's a prediction. That's a prediction. <laughs> um, but that's basically that scene. 
Gabby storms out being like, I'm going to get you out of here whether you like it or not. Yeah. And then we cut to Brie and George. They're checking into the hotel and the concierge is like, oh, are you... Mrs. Williams? Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm not. And he's like, oh, okay. He kind of makes a face. Yeah. And what I picked up was that he was like, oh, and assumed that maybe she's George's mistress. Yeah. Or something. I think that she felt that because then she starts freaking out and having hives. Yeah. And george is like hey like we don't have to have sex we can just focus on antiquing he doesn't say it like that he says it in a more like upset way yeah um and the second he brings up that they could just not have sex this weekend her hives go away and george is like insulted like a little bitch baby yeah and then we cut back to lynette in her suit (sighs) and tom is angry yeah and lynette is trying to defend herself to him and yeah and tom's like we can't afford obsessions and lynette's like yeah we can sometimes do you want to talk more about that i agree with lynette completely so she's like look we give up so much because we love our kids and that's great but sometimes we are allowed to make ourselves happy sometimes and she opens up the trunk and she got tom a new set of like titanium golf clubs yeah and he starts drooling everywhere and i said honestly i agree because i think that like i don't know like I think it's sometimes when I'm sad, yeah, I'll be like, what is like a yeah. little something I could buy myself that I like, I just got paid. What's a little something I can get myself that makes me a little happy. I do think that sometimes if you have the capacity to like, it's, it's good for your mental health to just treat yourself, treat yourself, yes, treat yourself. And I think that especially as a parent, you give a lot up, especially when you have that many kids. So I, I think that this was great. I'm glad that this was the compromise was Lynette convincing Tom, like we're allowed to, have things that make us happy sometimes yeah we're allowed to indulge in things that are purely there to just make us happy and not necessarily to like make the house better or for the kids and i don't know i just was like i like that i was like i agree and i'm glad that um they came to the compromise of let's buy shit for ourselves yeah they have money like they do gonna be okay they used to own a boat they used to own a boat sell your other boat yeah Um, so that's sort of where the end of that scene is. Yeah. And then we cut back to Brie and George. And George just like, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, in this next part is where I think the, the content warning for um, roofing and like drugging is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll get into it. So just be yeah. aware, um, this is where this begins. If you would like to skip forward, we will have the timestamp in the notes. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. Um, but yes, we cut to Brie and George and he's just like watching these people make out and like getting horny. He's just like, yeah. And Brie's kind of like, oh, I'm like, sorry about like everything that's going on. And he's like, I still have the antihistamines if you want to try them. Do you think they're actually antihistamines? I don't know. Cause they were unlabeled and like, Uh, I don't know. They might have been, and it might have been because she asks about, like, should I mix this with alcohol? And he's like, it's fine. Yeah. Which is not. Yeah, it's not fine. But he kind of, like... He roofies her. Yeah. (laughs) He gives her the pills, and he's like, no, like, it's it's fine. You can drink and take pills as long as you're not working heavy machinery. Yeah, but we quickly see when it cuts to him trying to take her out of the... He's a pharmacist. He knows what He's a literal pharmacist. And so he... I mean, what we've seen, he takes advantage of his um, ability to give people medication all the time because it's what he did to kill Rex. And we see that he's pulling her out of the um, restaurant and she can barely walk or speak. 
the concierge makes another appearance and spoiler alert does not appear for the rest of the episode <laughs> which was a shock to me because the concierge is like what is, is she go- okay yeah and george is just like <laughs> she's just got a little drunk i got really really worried yeah. as he's pulling her up she can barely walk and he puts her on the bed she immediately passes out yeah this show in this part did everything to convince us he was about to rape her yes in a way that made me very nervous i i could not imagine like watching this live watching and having to live. wait for the the, the commercials the commercial what happens is like he puts her on the bed he's, he's like, like i, love, I you. love you and i just i would do anything for you to love me the way that i love you she's a, he sees that she is asleep and then it's a, it is a shot of him loosening his tie and it fades to commercial yes i would have fucking been screaming at my tv if i was watching this live and thankfully be from the magic of hulu we cut pretty quickly to the next yeah. scene and I didn't get the impression that any assault happened. No. I think that was the impression I got. Yeah. I think I got the impression that the show was trying to scare us. Yes. And then it cuts to Brie waking up and George is just sitting in a chair watching her sleep. Yeah. And then and the, the fact that the show needed to feel like it had to scare us when it was just going to launch us into another terrifying situation. Yeah. Because this is a scene where I would say content warning for sexual coercion. Like Yes. I, I, I yes that's what this is this is this is really gross and it is a f- type of assault and it is sexual coercion at its at its finest yeah Bree wakes up and she goes oh like I'm so sorry like I fell asleep and stuff uh why didn't you sleep on the bed with me and George says well I feel guilty for giving you those pills but not for killing an innocent man yeah um, only the pill part <laughs> Um, and she basically lays it out and tells him, like, listen, like, I guess I'm just not ready to have sex with anyone yet. Which makes sense. It's only been like a month, right? Yeah. Two months since Rex died? Yeah. And then He's I wrote down what he said. Yeah. You can George go. says, he says, okay. And then he says, but there's no guarantee you'll ever be ready. So there's only so much rejection I can take. Don't be surprised if one of these days you wake up and I'm not here. And then I was shocked because I came into frame and I kicked this man's teeth in. <laughs> you kicked his teeth in. Thank God. I, you I did. ripped him a new asshole. Yeah, that's why you're the lesbian of the episode. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, no, Bree. Yeah, I mean, he says this and Bree seems really upset at the idea of losing him. And she asks him to stay with her and he fully just manipulated her into yeah. having sex. He, he, he like held over the idea of her losing him to manipulate her into having sex with him. And it is gross. I'm just shocked that she's not even considering like, Oh, why did I pass out like that? Maybe yeah. it's like, I'm just shocked that I feel like Bree's smart enough woman to have connected those dots a bit. I don't know. And, and we see that they, they kiss it kind of is a fade to black it, sex scene, but we see them post coitus. Yes, but like before that, like when she asks him to stay, I'm sorry that I'm just like reading lines yeah. from the show, but I, I no, just no, no, no. he he says like, well, what if you get another rash? And like Brie says, well, then I, I I'll just get over it. That's I? F- I fucking hate that. Like, ugh, he's a manipulative fuck. I hate him so much. I think this is nasty, and I think this is gross, and I think that Brie wasn't ready, and we see that because after sex. 
George is asleep and Brie is just crying. Yeah. She's just like looking on at him weeping. And that made me so fucking sad. I want to kick George's ass for Brie. And then there's another weird shift to <laughs> the tonal shifts in this episode. I have whiplash. Um, we cut to Gabby in a like a silk robe and underpants. I am, I am looking. Yeah, I know. Unless <laughs> you know me, I know you. I am looking. She has a great <laughs> she body. She's good. She has a great body. <laughs> um. And she's also so small because she's, David comes in. She like I think that Eva Longoria is like tiny as yeah. fuck, like short. I think she's a short person. Um, she's a short queen. She's a sh- oh, I love my short queen, <laughs> Eva Longoria. Come on our podcast. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Basically, she's like, okay, let's have, have an sex. Let's have an affair. Yeah. And he's like, no, I want, I want, I want the relationship. I want the full relationship. And she's like. We either have a we either have a affair or we have nothing, right? Yeah, and then she's like, "We have an affair on my terms. We do this or nothing, because I am I'm Catholic. I can't get divorced." Yeah, it's a weird. <laughs> it's a like a weird funny scene. Yeah. Once again, tonal shift, insane. Um, but then eventually he agrees to do it, and then she pushes him off and is like, "So you never really loved me, haha!" She pulls out her fedora. <laughs> Detective, <laughs> Detective Gabby said, "Ah, see, you never truly loved me," and points her little revolver at yeah. him. <laughs> he it's is looking at you. Revolvers. He is looking at you, kid. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah. Not exactly what happens. But she is just like, and I agree with Gabby. She's like, you just are feeling a lot of lust mixed with PTSD because I was there for you when you got shot. Um, but you don't love me. And I disagree with the fact that she's like, Carlos wanting to kill men over me. Now that's love. Yeah. No, that's not love, Gabby. I think Carlos's insecurity and wanting to beat the shit out of every man that comes within two feet of you is not love. No, I don't think that's love either. Uh, But I I do agree with her when she said, I will have you disbarred for sexual harassment if you you don't do this. She blackmails him. him in a kind of good way because he should be disbarred. I mean, at this point, yeah, because he sleeps with all of his fucking employee clients. I'm surprised none of them have, like, reported him before, but she blackmails him. Yeah. Queen. (laughs) Queen Gabby blackmails. A good use of blackmail. Oh, (laughs) and then this ending scene, Liz. I... Oh, it's so it's March. so rough. It's rough. So we cut to Paul and Mike, and the boys. Yeah, Paul is asking Mike if he has any insight on what's going on, uh, because Susan told him this weird Zach is in Utah story and blah blah blah. And Mike perks up and says, "What exactly did she tell you?" And then we cut to Susan in the wedding dress with Gilfie. Gilfie. Um. There's a knock on the door. It's Mike. Mike fucking storms in. Oh, yeah. He storms in. He's just like, what's yeah. up? Kicks the door in. <laughs> I'm here. Um, and he confronts her. He's like, what did you do? He's like, did you give Zach money to go to Utah? Yes or no? And she starts weeping. And she's like, yes, I did. But I wanted to bring him home. But then he started talking about Julie. And he just wouldn't stop. And I got so scared. And he is not listening Mike is to her. just like, yes or no. And when she like is like, yeah, well, yeah. And then he just fucking 
storms out and Susan is weeping, chasing after him in the wedding dress. Yeah. And all the late, we see kind of quick uh, shots of all the ladies on the lane sort of seeing this happening. Because it's, Susan is yelling after him, like, please don't go. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I was just scared. And Mike gets in his car and is stone faced. And Susan is like in front of it. And like, Terry Hatcher is like nasty, ugly crying. Yeah. Like she is getting into it. Like this is like, like Susan is fe- like, I think that Susan is so dependent on her relationships in her life. She is so dependent on this relationship with Mike that like the idea of it being ripped away from her is going to destroy her. Yeah. And we're seeing that I think. And Susan is screaming as he drives away and she looks over at Paul and she gets fucking angry the kill bill in the wedding dress yeah and paul paul looks at her and there's like a look on his face where maybe he's realizing that what she said was the truth yeah i think that's what i think maybe yeah i mean he he's he also seems to have sort of like a you got what was coming to you kind of vibe and then the ending mary alice monologue is not a monologue but a single sentence all the women are coming out and it's and she says yes all girls dream of a big white wedding, but some dreams just don't come true. And the women come to a weeping Susan, and that is where we end the episode. Lesbians of the episode. All of the ladies come coming to, to comfort come. Susan. Oh, that's a good. That's a we, the st- bucket. That we the still got a name. We one. got a name one, and then we'll talk about the episode yeah. as a whole. Um, who are who are like who are who's your top? Who's your top? Um, I, I think just, I'm between I'm between Ida and Alberta. And then the th- the three women at the top, just because I hate George. Um, Those are the two I'm between. I think the women at the top are very funny, but I I'm also partial to Ida you and do Mrs. Froman. Is her name Froman? Yeah, Mrs. Froman. <laughs> On Wikipedia, you, you, it's different. Oh, <laughs> there's a Mrs. Froman in Desperate Housewives. I don't think there is. I think it's From. Is it her? Is it this woman, Alberta From, who had the cat? <laughs> I, I turn to dust <laughs> I start shriveling up like and you see my skeleton I'm aging before your eyes <laughs> I didn't want to correct, correct you I'm sorry hey, I would rather you have corrected me when I first said I didn't know it was wrong until I looked it up <laughs> Now I don't want them to win lesbian of the episode <laughs> because of my pain. <laughs> um, so George's lesbian suitors <laughs> win the lesbians of the episode. Our first triple, I think. Yeah. Hell yeah. And with that, we conclude season two, episode six. Yeah. I didn't love this episode. No. The tonal shifts are bonkers. Yes. The content in it is bonkers. Yes. Um, I'm very interested to see where we're going next. Cause yeah. there's a lot of things going on now with like, what's going to happen with Mike and Susan, what's going to happen with Brie and George. They're starting a new pattern where it's every other episode, the Apple whites are in. Yeah. Because it, I would just realize yeah. no Apple whites this episode. Yeah. They're the season mystery and they're barely around. It's because they revealed it too soon. So now they got to <laughs> space it out. They're like shit. We already told them there's someone in the basement. What are we going to fucking do? Uh, fuck. We already told them that. The guy in the basement killed somebody. Fuck. Oh, my God. We're and it's her son. <laughs> we got to do something. So hopefully next episode we see more of the Apple Whites. Yeah. I'm excited to dive into episode seven. So am I. 
And with that, we have... Oh. I was going to say, I have... I set a prediction. I had a prediction way earlier in the episode. Oh, yeah. I never said it throughout the episode because I realized when I started talking about my prediction is when I wrote it in my notes. And oh. I went, well, I can't say it now. <gasps> um, but Liz's prediction corner. Liz's prediction corner. I'm really scared that at some point, because I've been recently reminded that this is a soap opera, um, that Mike is going to die at some point. You're worried? I'm worried. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's going to be the season. I, I don't know if they're going to get a, married. I have to keep such a poker face I and not like let you know anything. He's going to like get really hurt or like he's going to like die or like something bad is going to happen to him. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be this season. Yeah. But like I feel like something bad will happen to him. I think there i'm not gonna say anything okay <laughs> but i i i wonder I if i die. wonder if other people who have watched the series are thinking of the same thing i'm thinking he's of right gonna, now he's gonna die or get put into a coma <laughs> whoa <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i i need to, i i deserve an academy award for the poker face <laughs> i have to put on whenever liz makes predictions for the series are they are, are all of my predictions correct not all of your predictions but you are really good at predicting things and so and sometimes your predictions are so um broad that they are correct in some way does that make mm. sense like someone's gonna get a sickness yeah like like i think like, it's i did i say who i, I thought was gonna get a sickness i think it's gonna be lynette because i think she's gonna have to quit her job <laughs> like you yeah you're very, i don't know i don't know i don't know like you, whenever you make predictions i have to just like i i i turn to dust I, 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 because like you are very good at predicting things um I and watch too many movies the people who listen to this podcast who also know the series um, I'm sure you all get to have a really good time because you don't have to be in front of Liz <laughs> pretending not to know what happens. <laughs> but like, if anybody ever wants to talk about uh, any spoilery uh, series things, we have a Discord. Yeah, uh, that I'm not allowed in that channel for yeah. spoilery <laughs> series exactly. discussion. And to get into all of our things and how you can join the Discord. We've been Wisteria Gaze. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wisteria Gaze on Twitter and at Wisteria Gaze underscore on Instagram, as well as our website, WisteriaGaze.com, that has a link to our community Discord yes. where you can um, join and talk to other fans of the show about Desperate Housewives or just shitpost or just hang out with us. Yeah. Um, and also on that website, we have a link to our merch page. Oh, uh, yeah. Our merch is really good. I'll I love say it. it. I, I love know it. that it's our merch, it's but comfy. I think it's fantastic. It's comfy cozy. Uh, I know some people got some Wisteria Gaze merch for the yes. holidays. So we got some Instagram uh, messages being like, oh my God, I want some of these. And well, you, Go can, get get, you can get some wisteriagaze.com. There's a link right there. <laughs> If you feel like reaching out and supporting the show a little bit, we have a Patreon. Yeah. Uh, it's patreon.com slash wisteria gaze. There's also a link on our website. Yeah. Everything's on the website. Yeah. We have a couple fun tiers. Uh, you can get access to our show notes, our ad-free episodes. Yes. We release a monthly video postcard. Hell yeah. Uh, this month's is going to be fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you want to support the show a, a little monetarily uh it means a lot to us yeah. and you get some extra fun stuff and you get to send us fun messages if you want and we want to give a shout out to our patrons because that's part of being a patron is yeah. you get shout outs at the end of every episode so i want to give a little shout out to lisa tom and annie 
Hell yeah. We love you. Yeah. Thank you for being patrons. And Thank just you so much. Being awesome. Other than that, if you want to find me, Liz, on any social media, you can find me at the Pigeon Wizard. And if you want to find me, Mackenzie, you can find me at Mackenzie Wilkes. Oh, Mackenzie. Oh, Liz. I love reviews. <laughs> I do too. I love reading them. They help people find our show. Yeah. Uh, and they just make our day. Make our day. Um, at the end of every episode, we like posing a question just to get the juices flowing. You never have to answer the question in your review. You can also leave your answers on like Instagram or Twitter. You can yeah. just send us your answers. We like seeing them. Last week, not last week, last time was, oh God, it's been so long. You know I never remember. You know, I don't know where my memory's been going because I don't remember either. What happened in the last episode? I don't remember anything. Here, let me see let me see. I black it out the second I record Taking this podcast. Taking your boss on a date. What song would you dance on a bar to with Lynette? Oh, I forgot Lynette danced on a bar. You're yes. right. How could I forget that? I needed it tattooed on my skin. <laughs> um, so this week, how do we feel about this? What new outfit would you buy to impress your oh. boss? A lot of Lynette themed questions lately. I was going to say, okay? yeah, we can do Lynette. My oh, to other impress Nina specifically. Ooh. What outfit would you buy to impress Nina? Yeah, because my, my other thing was, what excuse would you give George to not sleep with him? Oh, that's better. <laughs> that's better. That's better. That's better. <laughs> that's, what, would, what, what excuse? What, well, I wanna know, what would yours be? What would my excuse yeah. be? Um, my excuse would be, I'm the woman at the door. I'm a lesbian. Yeah. Um, my excuse to not sleep with George would be that I am going to clown college and I just don't think that he's clowny enough for me and that oh. like I'm going to be going away for school and like it's going to get really complicated because I'm not really into something long distance right now um and then he's going to be like oh that, that makes sense like you're going to school you're bettering yourself and I go yeah and then he hears squeaky shoes yeah yeah, yeah. And I go and I and I have a little bit of panic in my eyes. And from behind me around the corner, uh, a clown shows up and is like, "Hey babe, um did you want to order sushi still f- uh, after we have a lot of clown sex tonight?" Oh my god. And then I look down in shame and George realizes I was cheating on him with a clown the whole time. <gasps> Who was the clown? Um um, the clown. <laughs> I'm so sorry I, to throw was, a wrench. The clown was I, the clown was Ida, Ida Greenberg. Oh my god! She she does a little bit of clowning on the side. You're in our you're in our. Thruple I'm in the throuple. Yeah, I, Ida does a little bit of clowning on the side. Um, what, what would your excuse to not have sex with George be? Mine would be I just watched the movie White Fang and I'm too sad. <laughs> what if he says, Oh, then I'll come back tomorrow. And then I say, I say, I'm the movie White Fang. I found out there was a book, and I also read that, and now I'm devoting my life to 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 making sure that never happens again. And so I'm going to Alaska Whoa. to um, protect the wolves. That's amazing. Yeah. So when you leave us our <laughs> review, tell us what excuse you tell George to not have sex with him. Yeah. Incredible. Beautiful. I think there's only a few things left to say after that. What are they, Liz? Uh, one being, I love you, Mackenzie. <gasps> I love you. Happy New Year. I Happy love you. Happy New Year. I love you. I'm glad to have you with me in this yeah, new year. me too. Other than that, stay juicy, everyone. Uh, stay juicy.